Hello and welcome to Sports Talk, your weekly no-nonsense roundup of the best sports news, views and interviews in our area. I'm David Lee, news reporter for the Express Series newspaper and host of the podcast. Dan Darlington and Josh Brown are with me today as we reflect on a weekend of ups and downs for our clubs. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. Uh, it was just Josh on the front line this weekend. Dan, you were off, I was, was it? at the beach. <laughs> there, was there horse racing involved as well? Or, or was... Oh no, that's next week. I'm, I'm, I'm out of action next weekend as well. He's just... got his feet up. <laughs> He's already on holiday. The season's uh, not even close to being over. And Dan's on the beach. But um, Josh, you were at um, Mainhead Rugby Club, so we'll start with that this week. Um, so once again uh, Mainhead maintaining their impressive run of form so that's five games unbeaten they uh, beat Launceston 22-17 um, and Josh spoke to skipper Mike Parrott after the game so what we'll do is we'll hear from him first so another solid win and then keep up on a unbeaten run of 2020 yeah um, we're unbeaten in five now which is good a couple of weeks off um, yeah I mean I think if you look at the league table, you, you know you might look at that result and think you know we might be disappointed. But they've won three in the bounce before this. You know they've they've really really turned the corner since the fucking the first four games where they where they were struggling and getting beat by big scores. So huge credit to them. They're a young side. They're really really well coached uh, by Ryan Western, who I've got to know quite well. And uh, credit to them. They, they turn it around. They play some cracking rugby. You know if they had that pitch every week, they'd be top four. I'm sure of it. They'll get better and better. Do you feel like that's sort of a change between the first half and the second? Yeah, I thought um, I thought the first kind of 10-15 minutes of the second half we played with a bit more purpose. Um, brought on a couple of our bench, um, two two lads who have been out for a long, long time. So Lawrence Leonard, uh, after playing for Covent Islands, came back for was superb. And then after two and a half years, Christoph Bart came back, and I was delighted to have him back on the side. I thought he was awesome when he came on. Uh, he's a special player, and he's going to get better and better. So um, yeah, they gave us great energy. Last 20, maybe discipline wasn't the best, but fair place to do, and they put us under pressure. Absolutely, and uh, finally, I guess, do you have a two week break now? Is that correct? You say? Yeah, we've got a two week break. Sadly, our second team fixture has been pulled next week, so we've got two weeks off, but uh, we've got uh, kind of extra fitness sessions planned for, for the next two weeks, so an opportunity for quite a lot of our injured lads to rest up. And the rest of us will be, uh, be getting beastly on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the next two weeks, but um, yeah. So Josh, we heard from um, from Mike there. Um, maybe this result was uh, tighter than we expected, considering the kind of respective positions of both both clubs going into the game. Um, what was his verdict uh, on the match? And he, I, obviously, saying that he felt that they kind of grew in purpose in in the second half. Yeah, I think um, they they knew what they were getting themselves into. The the first match they played was a sort of edged victory to to Mainhead was a. 43-42 win yeah yeah very close so it was sort of they, they knew regardless of the position in the league it was always going to be a tough tough challenge and I think Lawson certainly gave them that in the first half at approaching half time they're only three points ahead 10-7 at half time and um, that was mainly down to you know a few errors and, and complicating matters perhaps a bit too much at, at parts but certainly in that second half it was sort of the tempo they increased to was similar to that of the Exworth match they sort of Looking, I think we'll catch a lot of teams out this 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 season or or this half of the season. Sorry, um, with that sort of tempo, you know that they look like they treat the game at nil nil, and um, yeah, certainly got themselves into a greater ascent. Yeah, I think um, you were talking about uh, Launceston being you know further down the table, but from my chat with David Mob Smith last week, he was saying that their form was better than than their league position suggested. I think they started the season quite poorly. 
and then had you know the last four or five games you know he was saying it was top four four so so they were a better side currently than you know when, where they are on the table which is 10th or 9th or something yeah they've they've only lost twice in their last six matches and I think approaching the main head tie they were they've won three three in a row mm. so yeah it's definitely um, as much as David Wolf Smith mentions it quite frequently it is true it is that's that sort of form and their sort of position doesn't really belie how they're actually playing at the moment um, yeah and um just talking about the kind of try scorers as well what were the kind of uh, talking points of the game um yeah how how were they uh, how were the try scored and uh, yeah what did you make of kind of maidenhead's sort of attacking attacking play yeah it was just sort of a really uh well well what tries team tries it wasn't really too too much of solo effort i think the um it was uh, Ben Mitchell scored twice, scored two tries, and um, Dave Cole scored the third. And it was just really a team effort, you know. For for Ben Mitchell's first, or um, they'd sort of passed it all the way from the right side all the way to the left, and he, all he had to do was perhaps run maybe a meter or two and, and and touch down. It was really quite quite impressive. Yeah, they'll be disappointed, I think, a little bit not to have picked up a bonus point. I think they'd have hoped to have scored, you know, four tries or more and to have got an extra point on the board. Um, but um, but yeah, they they they're grinding out results at, at the moment. They they're doing okay without being too flashy. Certainly not in that Exmouth game. I think they had a ten minute spell in the Exmouth game where, you know, they put put in three tries and that turned the game on the head. But they're they're having to fight hard. And I think you were saying that they're in your match report. They're now five games unbeaten. Yeah. Like that. So which which is impressive to do, um, you know, to go away from home. You know, to anywhere in in, in this league, and, and to pick up uh, points is, is is decent, and that you know they're keeping the pressure on Barnstable. Yeah, I think um, it is down to them to sort of keep their heads down and focus on their results, and, and obviously hope that the teams above them and around them drop points where where it fits. Well, we were saying that you know Maidenhead have a a two week break now. I think they've got a I think there are uneven number of teams in this division, which means that every once in a while a team gets a break. Um, but um, Barnstable, the leaders, I think, have to play nine or ten games in a row, um, which is, you know, will take its toll. Doesn't matter how good they are, you know, playing, um, you know, week in, week out with the kind of, you know, you're putting your battered and bruised body on the line um, in all of these games. I think that will have a an impact. Um, you know, whether they're good enough not to to go through that run without dropping a, a serious amount of points is, you know, is, we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, like we were saying, they're keeping the pressure on um, Barnstable in first and, and Weston in, in third at the moment. And, um, just looking to improve on last season's third place finish. I think yeah. if they finish second, that would be considered a very good season cons- given all the kind of the changes that have been made, a new head coach, new players, new systems, tactics, that sort of thing. And the positive news for Mays was the uh, return of uh, Christoph Bart as well, who's spent more than uh, two years on the sidelines. So you said uh, there was kind of mention of that in the match day programme as well, Josh. So. Yeah, they sort of introduced two players at halftime, Le- uh, Lawrence Leonard and Christoph Bart, who had both spent um, quite lengthy spells up um, from Mainhead. Leonard particularly has been playing over in Ireland. I think he was contracted for a team to play over there. But Bart has been out for about two and a half years, um, according to Mike Parrott, who... It's quite a, an injury, and in the program mentioned that it could have been a career-ending injury. So it was great to see him back, and um, I think he'd been playing quite frequently in the twos. And obviously, David Moore Smith saw some potential there to to bring him back into the 
Well, first I, team. I mean, I you know had had less involvement with the rugby team, you know, a year and a half ago or so. But I, you know, I re- remember his name regularly cropping up as a as a try scorer in the in the match reports I read by Graham. So, um, you know, he has been a big player for Maidenhead in the past, and hopefully he can come back and reach that level again. I, I spoke to David Smith before this uh, podcast, and he sort of mentioned how it's going to add a lot of depth to to the main heads, you know, centre and, and back row, especially with Leonard as well. Um, going into quite a tough tough second half of the season, it will add depth to, to those positions and with all hands to the pump, I'm sure it will do quite well. Yeah, and just to round up the results quickly, so uh, from results from elsewhere, Windsor 10, uh, Beaconsfield 20, that was perhaps, um, yeah, perhaps unexpected. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, in some ways it was, and Windsor had been in great form, you know, leading up to Christmas and, and starting off the new year and, I think we'd all kind of expected they'd, you know, they'd, they'd have too much for Beaconsfield at home, particularly off the back of their um, win over uh, uh, Oxford Harlequins. Um, you know, a week or so ago. Oh no, was it, trying to remember, was it Royal Wooden Bassett? Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, second Bassett. place for Oxford Bassett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Um, so yeah, so at home, you know, where their form has been really good, uh, you know, they've been hoping to, to do a lot better. We haven't spoken to Jack Pattinson yet, the, the head coach, but I'm, I'm sure he'll be disappointed um, with that. You know, he was uh, talking about chasing down Beaconsfield and, and now that gap, which had been cut to two points, I think it must be back out to, you know, six or, or, or seven. So, we'll, you know, I'll have to um, see what his thoughts are on that. Uh, Marlow 22, uh, Wallingford 7 in the Southern Counties North. That um, leaves Marlow in fourth place in the division, so going well. Uh, Hungerford nil, Slough 26 in the Barks, Bucks and Oxen Premier, and Drifters 12, Abingdon 31. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 uh, the one that jumps out, well, a couple of results there that jump out at me, but the Marlow one is another good, solid home win. Um, you know, and they, they needed that. They didn't get off to the best of starts in the new year. They lost at Reading Abbey when they they should have won but I think generally their form has been pretty good over the last month or so um, you know they're looking to finish in the top three and, and kind of push for maybe a kind of promotional playoff match or something like that um, and it, this just kind of keeps them in the hunt and keeps the pressure on the, the teams above them maybe it's time you get back there for a nice uh, buffet lunch like you treated to last time <laughs> well they won um, what was it 38 nil the last time I went so um, Sure, they'll be delighted to see me. Like a charge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we'll leave it there before we uh, return after a short break to round up the weekend's football. Hello and welcome back. Um, we're now going to round up uh, the weekend's football. Uh, obviously, mentioned at the start of uh, the show that it was kind of ups and downs, so the downs are more in the, the football side of things for us this weekend. Um, so it's Halifax 5, Mainhead United 2. Um, Dan, a bad result for the Magpies this one. Um, you know, they had the game against Halesham in town called off on yeah. the Tuesday in the lead up to this. We thought this uh yeah, this may help preparations. Um but yeah, a disappointing scoreline. Yeah, a really really disappointing and um yeah, like we said last week, I think, you know, we thought that, 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 that game being postponed might just aid them, but um it, it seems like it, it hasn't. I mean um this is a kind of a return to the the kind of results we were seeing before Christmas. Um in that period. I spoke to James Comley last week and he was saying that he felt that the team had lost themselves um, for a bit and I think lost their identity slightly which is a kind of a hard-working team that you know chases down their opponents makes makes themselves difficult to beat and resolute um, and it seems like this was another performance 
of the ilk of the ones we were seeing earlier in the season when they lost 4-0 against Barrow and other games, you know, too easily, being cut open too easily. Um, I think it's probably, from what I've seen from match reports, I think the scoreline is possibly a little bit harsh on them, that they actually contributed more to that game than you would think from a 5-2 defeat, but, you know, they were 5-1 down, I mean, their, you know, their, their late, late goal from uh, Bernard Mensah made it 5-2, um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a really bad result for them, and um, yeah, their away form hasn't been good, I mean, they were start of the season it was their away form that kind of carried them along a little bit they picked up some magnificent results but uh, for for quite a while now it's been a it's been a long time since i think they've gone away from home and and, and won a match come away with the three points and um yeah it puts the pressure on i think it drops them down to within two points of um, the relegation places like you were saying to me before some of those teams have you know games in hand over them as well so i think that's the interesting when, when you look at the table um you know, you've got Chesterfield in the sort of fourth and bottom spot, uh, filed with obviously the games in hand due to their FA Cup run just sitting below them. Um, you know, filed of filed of obviously brought in the experienced manager and Jim Bentley and then you think, um, you know, is that gonna get a you know, response? Um and you'll that that is a worry that there are, are a few clubs that by name, I guess, are you, you would expect, expect them to, to be higher. And and Wrexham now, Dean Keats kinda of getting a tune out of them. Um, so yeah, that that is a concern about it. You know, if they do kind of pick up form, then will it be Mainhead that a uh, uh, kind of um, drop into that bottom bottom four? Yeah, and you look, you you do look at the bottom half of the table, and you think, you know, what are the four, you know, which four clubs are going to finish below Maidenhead? Um, but you know that you know they're still outside of the relegation zone. Um, you know and. Uh, that's prior to this game, you know, their last few performances had been reasonably positive. You know, they beat Wrexham, they got a, a, a good point against Notts County, uh, when they probably should have won that game. And, you know, both of those matches were at home, and I think home form will be key. Um, Eastleigh this weekend is, a, is an absolutely massive game for them. Um, it's one of those ge- you say you know at this stage of the season there's still plenty of games to be played but you still feel like it may well be a kind of a must win game must win if only for you know confidence and to you know to give the the, the team a little bit of morale a morale boost you know going into the you know the, the last few matches of the season because that, that their sort of cup form has been quite convincing you think if they can just turn that into uh, applying it to Lee and stuff they should be fairly comfortable but it seems to be a bit for Divide between that and Anthony, I suppose. And now they still got a, obviously the cut game Tuesday night. Um, yeah. So now you think you know that could be you. You do wonder about the sort of side that's going to be put out for that game now, considering that um, yeah things are really hotting up in in the league. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I still think he'll go reasonably strong in in the cup. I don't. I don't think he'll, he'll kind of play the, the the kids. I think they'd like to do um, okay in the FA Trophy if, if they get the, the chance. They'll have to play. Halifax again if they do beat Hales Owen and they they might not fancy going there again after after Saturday's result but um they, yeah no I I mean I'm, I'll be really really concerned if they don't oh, if they don't produce a positive display against Eastleigh or worse if they play poorly and get beaten on on Saturday because if you if the home form takes a turn for the worse again let's not forget they've got one of the worst home records in the division um, it has been improving of late, but if it if it goes the other way, 
again they're in they're in serious trouble because they're they're not picking up points away from home at the minute. Yeah. And uh, on the positive side for the club, um, just Manhattan United women who beat Wickham Wanderers uh, 2-1 to reach the Barks and Bucks Cup final. Uh, goals from Kate uh, LaCumbra and Megan Halfacre sealed the tie for the Magpies. So that, you know, that's a great um, result for them. Yeah, you know, I think they've been going well in that, that competition. Um, I can't remember the last time they won the Barks and Bucks Cup final. Um, I think you might find it's a, it's a little while ago. Um, they tend to do okay in it, uh, you know. They've, they've got through to the. I remember them getting through to the final before, and I think they played um, a MK Dons um, at um, at the MK Dons Stadium. What's that called? Is that called? Oh, uh, it's probably got some monster <laughs> now, hasn't it? I, I I mean, my football league knowledge doesn't quite. Well, you might know uh, that. Well, I, I want to say MK Arena. Okay. That 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 would be we'll my that. that'd be my gut instinct. But that's 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 the last time I can remember them getting to the final. That was a couple two or three years ago and they, they I think they lost that that day um, the problem with the Barks and Bucks Cup is that when you tend to get through to a final you pay maybe one of the bigger teams but um, um, you know they beat Wickham Wanderers that's fantastic um, you know on Sunday and, and um, I'll have to look and see who they've got who they've got in the final I think it is it's between MK Dons and well, this is the thing. If MK Dons get through to the final again, I, I'm guessing you'd have to make them favourites because they, they feel like a more established kind of women's football team, um, and their results have certainly had the better of Maidenhead when they've played in the past. So, um, but generally, bit by bit, Maidenhead are becoming more and more of an established side. Um, their results are picking up at, 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 at a league level as well. They're, you know, competing better in their division now than I think they have in previous seasons. So, um, generally, it's a, it's an upward curve. It's a slow curve, maybe, but it's it, they're moving in the right direction. I googled it. It was Stadium NK, so uh, <laughs> close enough, but not uh, the Delivery Dome or um, you know any of these other kind of uh, advertising knockoffs. So um, yeah, okay, we'll move on from that and round up the scores from elsewhere. Um, Slough Town one, Dartford nil. Uh, that was a big result for the Rebels. They are in third place um, in National League South and really starting to solidify that um, yeah, kind of playoff spot. Yeah, and that's what they want. Um, you know, they want to improve on, on last season's, I think, eighth place. They finished just outside the playoffs last season. So, um, And this was an important win. They hadn't won all, you know, since the start of the year. I don't think they'd won since Boxing Day, in fact. So it must have felt like it was a long time coming. They'd had a few draws in there as well. So their form hasn't been dreadful. Um, you know, they, they were un, unfortunate not to pick up points at Billerick, the, the points at Billerick last week. Uh, they got a draw there, um, but they needed, a, you know, a Dan Dan Roberts goal in there on Saturday to get the win there. And yeah, um, yeah I, I was just going to mention also that um, having at Waterlooville, uh, they finally got a game on at, at home, and they lost at home to Wilson, so that was quite an interesting game at the top of that league. Well, yeah, like you say, haven't obviously have been knocked back by that defeat um, slightly. Uh, Dartford, who I think was seventh, sixth or seventh going into this game. They've obviously, um, you know, a bit of a six-pointer there, so they've they've knocked back one of their challenges again for the for one of those playoff spots. So, yeah, it's looking good. Um, and you know, I think you know the last few weeks they've been beginning to get players back from injury and illness. And you know, Dan Roberts hasn't been playing a lot recently. He was back in the in the starting lineup, and um, and obviously he's getting the winner there. So, generally, it's looking pretty positive for Slam. Yeah, and uh, results elsewhere. So Marlow nil, Wolfram Abbey nil. Uh, Burnham nil, Shrivenham two, Thames, Thames Rangers three, 
Marlow United nil, Flatwell Heath three, Westfield six. Um, anyone's particularly jumping out at you guys there? Uh, well, you know, let's start with Marlow. Um, they they're a pretty solid team this season, but they haven't won enough. They haven't won enough matches. That they've been struggling to score goals. Um, they briefly brought in Namdi Nochaku, who I think scored a few goals for them, but uh, he's moved on. I, I see. I, I read this week. Can't remember exactly which team he's gone to, um, but he's he's moved on to another team. Um, so they've lost his goals. Um, so you know it's 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 a it's really a, you know one step forward, two steps back. It feels like for Mark Bartley at the moment, um, and they're not getting any closer to his kind of stated aim of, of finishing in the playoffs. And you get to that point in the season where you, you start to run out of matches. You know it's still achievable. At this this stage, but they're going to have to put a, a run of wins together, and they don't look like doing that. A bit like my Saturday team trying to avoid the drop, where you're making the calculations, and then you realise you've only got <laughs> six games left, and uh, yeah. it's a lot of wins to pick up. The Bur- the Burnham result jumps out at me as well because Burnham had been in in great form. They, um, they haven't played a lot of matches recently because of postponements and other things, so maybe their momentum has been checked. Um, they were at home, um, they were up against another one of their kind of uh, top four rivals, I suppose you'd call them, in Trivenham, and, and, and you know, they lost out. And I would have expected them to have done a little bit better in that because in their previous matches, they'd been beating these sides around them, like Brackley Town, Fairford Town, and others. Um, so that was a bit of a kick in the teeth for Paul, Paul Schoen. I'm looking forward to chatting to him about that and seeing, you know, what went wrong and how it went wrong. And, um, you know whether it was just bad luck or whether they were they were poor on the day yeah okay well that brings the podcast to a close for another week uh, thank you both for joining me today and uh, yeah pick up a copy of the advertiser on Thursday and the express on uh, Friday to read the reaction from the weekend sport and uh, some of the games that are going on uh, during the week including Maidenhead's FA Trophy replay against Hales Owen uh, to contact us send an email to sport uk. Or you can find us on the Twitters at uh, at Darlington10, at Joshua B underscore BM and at David Lee underscore BM. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>